Welcome to Game Changers, the show that's about playing by your own rules when it comes to your career. Join us as we speak with people who have taken the road less traveled and found their niche. I'm your host, Seth Robinson. You know, e- even the podcasts I listen to, they're all like startup related. <laughs> and it got to a stage where I was like, no, this is, it's great to be passionate, but it's too much. Today, we're joined by Wei Su and Xing Xiong, two co-founders of Navi Medical Technologies, a company that's working to help save lives of prematurely born babies. They're part of a superhero-esque team who have capitalized on their interdisciplinary experience to create cutting-edge technology. Xing, Wei, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Thanks Seth. It's <laughs> great to be here. Great. Thank you so much. So I guess to start, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about Navi and the star that you guys have both co-founders of. Okay, sure. Um, well, we're a startup company. Uh, we formed uh, at the University of Melbourne, actually. So my background's in biomedical engineering. Uh, Wei did her MBA at the Melbourne Business School. And we did a course together called Biodesign Innovation in 2016. We were the first uh, cohort um, to be accepted into the Biodesign uh, Innovation course. Actually, the first in Australia. So the, the course was actually modeled in Stanford in, in the US, but this model has been replicated in different areas in the world. Um, we were part of the first course ever to be um, offered in Australia. So it was a really exciting time for us to all be put together. That's incredible. So we had uh, engineers like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're, we're a team of six co-founders. Um, there's two biomedical engineering um, students that, that we, we started in this course together. Um, Wei and two other MBA students and uh, a chief medical officer is a doctor at the Royal Women's Hospital. Um, the six of us with backgrounds in biomedical engineering, uh, business and medical came together to commercialize a medical device. Um, so we worked in this course for nine months, um, worked together. We, we spent around half the time actually identifying uh, important problems that need to be solved, um, specifically in in the the clinical area. And one problem that kept coming up was this problem in pediatric medicine. And that was when babies are born too early, especially those who are premature, um, they often required drugs and nutrients to be delivered to them Mm -hmm. um, to to, to grow up to be nice and healthy. And this is usually done through the baby's umbilical cord. Um, But when a baby's born too early, they don't have that umbilical access anymore. Right. So once they're out of the mother's womb, doctors currently insert kind of like a substitute umbilical cord called a catheter, which is a thin, flexible tube into the baby's belly button. So doctors can continue to deliver drugs and nutrients through this tube. Um, The problem with this procedure is that it's pretty tricky to get the tip of this tube into the correct spot. In fact, around half the time, the the tip of this tube is in the wrong location, which could mean some serious consequences Mm -hmm. to babies. Um, so with this problem in mind, we set out to find a solution. Um, so our current uh, solution is to create a medical device accessory to catheters to provide uh, real-time accurate uh, tip tracking of the catheter so the doctor can insert the catheter into the correct uh, location in the initial attempt and to improve, uh, Im- improve outcomes for babies, uh, reduce X-ray exposure, and also to improve clinical efficiency. So we, we've, we've come a long way uh, since, since we all formed. Yeah. Uh, we've raised a, a bit of funding recently. Um, engineering's going full speed ahead, mm-hmm. and we're looking to do another raise uh, in, 
in, in at the end of the year. So it's it's all pretty exciting times. That's incredible. And uh, we we all started at the University of Melbourne, and here we are today. Here we are. It sounds like you know you're dealing with a startup, but at the same time you're engineering quite a fine device. It sounds like so. It sounds like there are serious challenges that come with both parts of that project. You're trying to raise capital and basically get this business out there into the world at the same time as you're engineering this product. Is that where having a really kind of multidisciplinary team is valuable? Yeah, it certainly helps. Um, one one question that we get all the time from advisors is, what are you working on right now? What are your biggest challenges? And I usually respond with, oh, you know, we're doing product development, we're doing regulatory work, we're raising money, we're working on IP. And our, our advisors are like, whoa, 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 slow down. What are your <laughs> biggest challenges? You know, but everything's a big challenge to us. Um, mm-hmm. Everything's kind of happening at the same time. Um, so it, it certainly helps to, to have a multidisciplinary team. Mm-hmm. Um, in, um, like, in larger organizations, you tend to have experts working on like regulatory issues, working on engineering issues, working on clinical issues, and just working on, and you have dedicated like, resources for finance or even human resources, accounting, for example. But the difference between a startup and a large, more established company is that you wear all hats at mm-hmm. the same time. And even if you're not sort of like a specialist or an expert in, uh, say, Christiana, chief medical officer, she's got 30 plus years of experience, clinical experience as a senior neonatologist. She's the one who's obviously going to be the expert and um, have the final say, if you can, around sort of medical and clinical issues. Shing and Mubin, obviously, um, being coming from a biomedical engineering background, they're going to be the ones with um, the engineering expertise. But to some extent, the rest of us all still need some level of understanding of these mm-hmm. issues because there's only six of us. Um, someone has to chip in in some way. And so um, that I, I would say that's the biggest difference between, um, say, a professional experience in a more established sort of organization mm-hmm. versus a startup. And I think multidisciplinary, uh, a, a multidisciplinary team couldn't be more important in this case. And that's what I love about my job. You know, I get to hang around with MBAs, people who are really experienced in business. You know, the, the, the other MBAs kind of joke around and saying, you know, Xing, you, you did a Master of Engineering degree, but you've pretty much got a half an MBA already just from hanging out with us. And <laughs> I'm, I, I've started thinking in two-by-twos and deci- decision trees and stuff like that. So I, I love what I do. It's, it's great to learn from, from people like Wei and, and Alex and Brad uh, from the company. And you did the Bachelor of Commerce before your engineering, that's correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Wei, you actually did Bachelor of Science in Botany, is that correct? I did an honors... Um, I did my honors thesis in the School of Botany, Okay. Um, but it was heavily statistics-based. It was just such an unusual thing for it to be awarded through the School of Botany. <laughs> it's a, like a very, very little-known fact of me. Yeah, well, when I found that out and then saw that you'd gone on to do your MBA, I thought that was such an interesting kind of progression. Yeah. And then the same doing commerce onto engineering, people do too, but it's not exactly the norm. So I guess not only is your team really interdisciplinary, but as individuals, you have quite versatile experience as well. And I think that's kind of one of the reasons why we worked we worked so well together. And um, and and I would credit some of our sort of the progress we've made to date to that in some ways, because of the versatility and the sort of all roundedness that we find across the team and even within each team member. That's actually been quite critical in. Um, 
helping us bond as a team. Mm-hmm. And just just having those common understandings. So, like for what what I mean by that, very simply, very 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 simply, it's like Shing with a Bachelor of Commerce background is able to understand some of the more sort of when we talk finance or accounting stuff. He's like, yeah, that, yeah, that, I get it, kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas, and and me coming from a science background, no matter how many years ago that might be. Um, I can kind of relate that with some of the stuff Christian talks about, about, you know, stuff that happens in babies, physiological changes and these um, P waves and QRS waves that these engineers talk about all the time. I can kind of relate. Yep. And so like, and, and that common, that, that sort of shared understanding is very important as, as a team. Mm-hmm. So, Shing, before the interview, you actually mentioned to me that you're now full time at Navi, mm-hmm. but you weren't prior to that? Uh, so I've been full-time for a, a bit over a year now. Okay. Um, so there's two full-timers uh, currently in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, the remaining uh, co-founders are, are part-time and, and contributing where they can. Mm-hmm. Um, our chief engineer is looking to come on full-time as well. So we're, we're definitely looking to, to scale up um, how, how, ma- how many hours we're looking to put into the company. But So I, I graduated from my engineering degree last year um, with the full intention of taking a job in a, in a, in a large uh, consulting firm or, or engineering company. Um, but what actually happened was while I was working on, on Navi, our, our startup in, 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 in parallel, um, after my graduation, uh, we, we actually got an offer to go to something called the Texas Medical Center <coughs> Accelerator Program. So that, that's the number one medical device accelerator in the world. And we got accepted into the program. We, we, we put in an application you know, it's it's based in Texas, but we didn't know much about Texas besides the fact that they have really good barbecue. Mm-hmm. So we were like, you know what, let's just put an application and see how it goes. Yeah. We got in, we were stoked. And uh, a day after my graduation, um, I flew over to Texas to build a company um, from there. So that, that was a full-time uh, gig. Wow. You know, I, I politely declined my grad job offer, mm-hmm. packed all my bags, flew to Texas, um, was in Texas for four months to build a company. And by the end of the program, we were making so much momentum that there was no other choice than to continue being full-time. And the day after my the, the program finished, I knew that the startup was what I wanted to do for un, until we to, until we make it big. Yeah, So it, it all just happened from there. Yeah, it was an interesting and really cool journey. Which is kind of what I was thinking about, is that it's gone from zero to 100 quite quickly, it seems like. And I imagine Wei balancing part-time work with your other career and Xing working full-time and being quite international, it sounds like. Mm. How's the work-life balance been? Has it been incredibly crazy or has it been manageable? I think work-life balance, well, it, it's for me, it's a little bit different. Like, I love hanging out with these guys. So, like, yeah. when I work on Navi stuff, that's... That's kind of not, it, it's not really work. It's more like a social thing. And um, so I love nerding out on some of the things <laughs> that they talk about and the things that we have to figure out and the decisions we have to make around um, for, for, for the startup. So that's all quite enjoyable for me. And that sort of balances my my other job out in some ways. because mm-hmm. and, and in terms of the, the way I spend my time as well, a lot of the time that I spend on Navi tends to be after hours or, or on the weekends. And um, all the co-founders at Navi are pretty flexible. Everyone's mm-hmm. very, um, I get along really well with everyone. And we tend to do quite a lot of our work in fairly social settings as well, I'd like to think. So 
um, all of that sort of balances it out, which is great for me. Yeah, the the work-life balance has been interesting. I mean, I love what I do. There's I haven't met a more passionate group of people than working in startup companies. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone loves what they do. And even when we're out, you know, we, we might be talking about something else over beers, but then we always converge back to a startup, <laughs> you know. And, and dur during my time in Texas, you know, like even my housemate was working on two medical device startup companies mm -hmm. or, or met or, or bi biotech startup companies and all my friends were like PhDs, MBAs, MDs, all, all in medtech stuff. Mm -hmm. So like even when we go out, we we're talking about work as well, kind of, which which is it's kind of good and kind of bad. I, yeah. I think I'm, I'm kind of in the medium now where I kind of know what level I'm comfortable with, you know, mm -hmm. at, in, in the early stages, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about Navi stuff all the time. And it's it's all really good and exciting. But sometimes you kind of need a break, I think. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to sit back and, you know, e even the podcasts I listen to, they're all like startup related. <laughs> and it got to a stage where I was like, no, this is, it's great to be passionate, but it's too much. Yeah. I'm doing this like 100 hours a week. This is way too much. <laughs> I need to do something else for a change. Even yeah. the so, TV shows, Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like there's been no shortage of interesting experiences that have kind of come along the journey. Where do you both kind of see Navi going in the next few years? Do you have a shared collective vision or do you both have kind of thoughts on it? That Yeah, yeah we, see, we see it going big. So one thing that separates us from a lot of other startup companies is that, okay, we're, we're Navi Medical Technologies. We're working on one device for now. Mm-hmm. But we found that we don't want to stop there. We want to continue making medical innovations that help address the unmet needs of sick children everywhere. Mm -hmm. We found that a lot of the medical device markets um, geared towards adults. But children aren't small adults, right? Children have, children and babies, they have very specific anatomical and physiological problems that don't mean an adult medical device can just be switched and used yeah. for, for a baby. It, it doesn't work that way. And we found that this is a area that we're all really passionate about. I was a preterm baby myself, so it's, it's quite a personal problem for me. Mm -hmm. And we're really interested in addressing the specific needs for, for sick children everywhere. So the, the thing which really separates us from other companies is that we don't just want to stop with one device and exit. We want to keep addressing these unmet needs in sick children everywhere because, frankly, it's, it's an area that really needs some innovation. Yeah. And I think one of the differences that, well, I guess another difference that sort of sets us apart is that the reason we're able to articulate this shared vision is that we've had this conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, there's um, one of the things that we um, we constantly hear from advisors and potential investors is, um, a group of six co-founders, that sounds like a risk to me. That's like, that's, um, that's something we frequently hear. But we, I think what doesn't sort of, what doesn't kill you really does make you stronger in some ways. Mm -hmm. So um, we've, the reason people think six, a group of six co-founders is risky is because there's potential conflicts, potential decisions that can't be made. But We've got a shared vision. We've had those difficult conversations and we've come out a better and stronger team for that. Well, I have one more question for you, each of you and then I'll let you go, which is we ask all our guests this, but what's one thing that's not featured on your resume that you think has helped get you to where you are today? I'll go first. Yep. I would say 
so I'm a very passionate tennis player. I love tennis. I've been playing it since I was young. Mm-hmm. Um, trained a lot during my earlier years, and I, I still play recreationally now. But I played at a high, a, a pretty high level. Right now, I think back to where I've got my personality from. You know, drive, competitiveness, passion, yeah. and I, I think it traces back to tennis. You know, <laughs> it, it taught me how to be competitive. It taught me how to have a structure in training. Mm-hmm. It taught me how to work in a team. You know, and I think it's these personality traits that are very internalized for me that sometimes I think back I'm like where did I get that from and I really think it's from tennis yeah. so without tennis I probably wouldn't be here right now Wei how about you um so I think my for me one of the reasons I kind of find myself in this position where I'm kind of juggling a juggling a sort of management consulting job in clean energy and co-founding and sort of still wanting still being involved in a medical device startup company is just this my eagerness to sort of just wanna explore and wanna be just wanna learn about everything that that I can get my hands on that I can access that the world has to offer and I think that's very much a personality trait of mine and um uh, I, I I scuba dive a lot, and I think the reason I really enjoy that is because it's again it's exploring the unknown. It's like you know the vast ocean and being able to um, immerse yourself in it literally. Just that there's there's this part of me that just really thirsts for knowledge and to find out new things and learn new things and overcome new challenges, and that's why I think I find myself in this situation where I'm in trying to do too much almost but yeah it's um it's not a bad place to be like um i think um it's keeps things interesting for sure it absolutely does well wei su xing xiong from navi medical technologies thank you both so much for joining to us you've been listening to game changers i've been your host seth robinson game changers is produced by sophie thomas and recorded by chris hatsis Xing, we've spoken briefly before, and one of the things that's come up is that you actually are one of Forbes 30 under 30, but you've mentioned that with that, there are you know, some problems that come with being a young person working in this particular industry. I was wondering, for both of you guys, are there kind of personal challenges as well as the professional that have emerged from working in this space? Well, I think, I think there's benefits and challenges for sure. One, one of the great benefits of being so young in this industry is that... Um, being motivated in this industry really helps attract some of the best mentors and advisors out there. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I'm, I'm a very motivated person, very driven, a lot of people love to help, and I think that's something I've, I've really found out. And another thing that's great about being so young in, in this industry is that so medicine's a very fast-growing industry, and being a young biomedical engineer makes me more adaptable, and I can really grow with the industry and to see where the trends are going. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting to be young. Some of the challenges is that, well, you know, maybe I look too young and, and it, it might, might damage a bit of credibility, but that's not really a huge challenge mm-hmm. because I'm surrounded by a couple of more experienced co-founders as myself, um, Alex, Wei, Brad, Christian, Mubin. They're all older than me. They, they've all got more experience than me. And the fact that I'm working with a really strong leadership team, you know, kind of, kind of helps me and, and helps the others as well. So it's... There's a couple of benefits and a couple of challenges, but overall it's been pretty positive so far. Awesome. Did you have any challenges you'd like to share away? Ouch. That was definitely a 
Yeah, older than him. <laughs> oh. Nah, I, I, I would say that that's true in any industry, to be honest, to be um, young but eager to learn. That's, um, I think that's always a benefit in any industry that you're in, um, medical devices especially, because it's evolving. Um, there's so there's, there's technology developments are evolving so quickly. Like you know, part of one there's there's a significant component in our in in the NeoNav, which is our first product um, that d- deals with um, machine learning, and that area alone is evolving so quickly. So to be to be um, to be a, a young co-founder, relatively, because I'm older, <laughs> um, in this space, and and trying to use that technique or or use that solution in in and apply it in a medical device setting, um, it's good because you know Shing and Mubin are very very much familiar with that that mm-hmm. application of that technology, whereas someone who's maybe twenty or thirty years into their career might not be so much. Yeah. Well, I imagine particularly being a startup as well, you're future-facing. You're thinking about what the next 10, 20, 30 years are looking like. Well, Wei Su, Xing Xiong from Navi Medical Technologies, thank you both so much for joining us. You've been listening to Game Changers. I've been your host, Seth Robinson. Game Changers is produced by Sophie Thomas and recorded by Chris Hatsis. 